a growing drug problem to ensure better results and a safer Jefferson County. As a husband and father, I know the importance of family and community. I look forward to serving you as our next sheriff. Thank you. On primary Tuesday, June 28th, vote for experience. Vote Perry Golden for Jefferson County Sheriff. Paid for by the committee to elect Perry Golden. Tom Anelli, here for you 24-7, but only at DWITom.com. Tom Anelli, This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. What do you think, this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this, but a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a planet Fox? Everybody's working for the Wednesday. Sorry, <clears throat> I'm just checking all my levels and singing foolishly. Let's see if uh, levels have gone up and down over the last couple of weeks. I don't know why. So I just got to make sure as we start the show. It's just the way we do it here, community broadcasters. Here on a Tuesday, uh, April 26th, the war continues. Don't you know there's a war going on? Uh, and, uh, you know, now Putin, once again, we mentioned it yesterday. You heard in the report on CBS News at the top of the hour. Uh, the talk of the, the big uh, N-word is coming back. And no, 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 I'm not talking about that N-word. Uh, and as in Nancy, no, not at all. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, uh, you know, he has his own way of talk. By the way, welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Live at Five show. Your former president, Donald Trump, has a way of expressing himself right now uh, at any given time since he was born. He's always been that way. And he decided to use um, the word nuclear, uh, and he, he was referring to it as the N-word. But these, and he was talking about Biden and, and the world and what's going on and, and just the fact that that N-word is coming back and is part of our vernacular, although he didn't say it in those terms, is like it should be very alarming, should be very concerning. You hear more and more of the N-word. It's an, it's an interesting letter out of the alphabet. to a, you know, It has another meaning to us all, and you know what I'm saying. But Donald Trump has, you know, changed it to something else. Uh, it, it, you know, now everyone's saying that Donald Trump ultimately will go back to Twitter. Of course he will. But uh, this whole Twitter thing with Elon Musk yesterday, the announcement, $44 billion. Now, slowly but surely, yours truly, right here, is, is kind of scouring the Internet to see how the, I guess you could say, left of center groups like the, the Samantha B groups, TMZ, you know, anything political and just, just to see what people are saying about the Elon Musk move and what I'm anticipating. And I've seen it today with Sonny Houston and others that uh, the, the, the migration will happen from a lot of the people that quite frankly live and die by, by Twitter. And of course they'll say that. And I think it was Tucker Carlson, one someone recently that said, 
Well, this is just like in 2016. Like Whoopi Goldberg said, if, if Donald Trump becomes president of the United States, I'm moving to Canada or I'm moving out of the country. Many people said that, and yet that didn't happen. So you wonder if people will, will, will jump ship. The ultimate thing is you can say what you want, but why do you want to be on a platform that's not making any money and there's really no argument, and that's why it's dying? So I think people are going to be intrigued once again, especially once the Republicans take over Congress. Uh, they're going to need a platform to yell at us. So I don't think they're going to want to sit on someone else's new platform that Dorsey or some other hedge fund guy comes up with. I think they want the fight as much as anybody else. Right now, they're, they're going to say, oh, no, I'm just going to drop out. Some, some are curious about it. Some are going to wait and see. But today they had a special, they had a, uh, you know, the in-host, whatever. They have a special co-host on the, uh, on the View, sitting off to the right there. That's where Meghan McCain was and many other so-called conservatives. And now they've been going through, I don't know, a litany of people. So today, or this week rather, they have this African-American woman who's a comedian. Very good. She seems very funny. I, I haven't seen her stage act. But she said today, they said, should, should uh, Donald Trump, the question was, should Donald Trump come back to Twitter? And she said, oh, that would be great. He is so funny. He's hilarious. I mean, again, and she said it emphatically. And I think it was Sonny. Someone, Sonny just like looked back and like, oh, she didn't like that expression. Because basically anything that favors the president, even if she was mocking him by saying, oh, my God, you got to who doesn't wait for his for his tweets. And that's so true. It doesn't matter if you form against him. You wait for his tweets. Some of them are outrageous. Just like the N-word uh, reference. I mean, whether you like him or not, that's, that's going to make you laugh. And yet, they cut back to uh, jo- Joy Bahar. And someone else agreed with, with her. I think it was uh, Navarro in the middle. And they, she kind of half, half-assed agreed with her as well that Trump is funny. And boy, did Joy, Joy Bahar slam the piece of paper down and says, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back. And she just, she, she's inevitably always looking down to see what her next... Uh, next thing she has to say, she's been hosting the show off, off to the left there because Whoopi Goldberg is allegedly on a movie set somewhere in, uh, in New Hampshire, and she's coming back next week. Uh, again, I was wrong on the whole Kyle Rittenhouse theory, but eventually she's going to take some time off from The View when that all goes down because he's suing her uh, for defamation, or defamation, or should I say slander, so the spoken word. She said it, after, said it rather. After the, the verdict was announced that he's still a murderer in her mind, and he said, she said it on a network TV station. I can't wait till that, that deal comes down. If someone's talking in the background. Where's that coming from? Oop, let me turn that off. You know, it's weird. I, I hear something in the background. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm working at a radio station. I don't know where it is. Uh, but it just it just came over my headsets. Like, what the heck was that? Anyway, if you want to chime in, 755-1240. That's my limited experience today with the Elon Musk thing. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And by the way, Elon Musk won't take over Twitter until the fall. So things won't happen until then. And that to me is a l- But think about that. That would mean that Twitter comes on board uh, in, in sometime in, uh, say, October. Uh, and then you know, the, the Republicans take over the House. And then the Republicans take over the Senate. They take over Congress. So a big, big piece of social media goes back to the, to the right of center. And, of course, Congress goes to the right of center as well. So it's going to be a glorious time for, for sure. Uh, 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. Locally, I'm just looking at uh, News Junkie, our version of Twitter, because Twitter's really not big up here. Uh, this is where we get our news from since the 90s, and we continue to do so. And, and for some reason or other, I'm still hearing things in the background. Sorry for being paranoid, folks, but I'm looking all over the place. I hear a woman's voice. Dip, 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 day. And it's not Samantha's voice. It's someone else's voice. And I don't know where it's coming from. 
this is kind of bug, but now it's gone. Is anything ha- is anything crazy happening in your world? My phone? This is crazy. I think my phone is possessed. What? Where is that music coming from? I'm sorry for interrupting the show, but I got to do this. So let's do a break because something is happening here and I got to figure it out. Uh, you're listening to the Live of Five show. We'll be back after this. Hey, y'all. It's Chuck Winburn at FS Caprera Honda. And this Carolina boy just made it through his first North Country winter. And I, for one, am happy to see spring since new cars have become harder for Drive America. Uh, welcome back. Okay, so I figured it out. <laughs> it was my phone. It was a pop-up ad that had video to it, and I just couldn't figure it out, so I just shut down. I go, Whatever, I'm back. I, and it's good because I went to my phone, and some things uh, that I, w- I wanted to talk about uh, were there to remind, you know, kind of as a reminder of what to talk about today. So last night, if you watch uh, uh, Jeopardy like I do, I'm a big Jeopardy fan. My wife and I religiously have been watching it since the beginning. I've been watching Jeopardy actually since the 70s when it was, uh, you know, used to be shown during the day. It was a daytime uh, show created by Merv Griffin back in the mid to late 60s. And we would watch it uh, during our lunch hour, um, it, you know, from school. So I lived about five blocks from St. Thomas. So it was such a cool thing to, you know, run out of school, run about five blocks, and you'd get 45 minutes. So, so within that 45 minutes, we'd, we'd have something to eat and we'd watch Jeopardy. Now, during that eight-year eight, eight year period, I, I, there was a time that uh, Bewitched was on, too, or Jeopardy moved to another spot. Whatever the deal was, I just remembered watching Jeopardy. So I've been watching Jeopardy for a very, very long time. I can't say that I would ever even have a chance of getting on there as a contestant, although I know someone from Queens was on the original one back in the day, and she was very smart. So we watch it, and, and here it is. I'm also a big Odd Couple fan. And uh, so I'm, I'm on this a couple odd couple Facebook groups. So this is a you know benign story. Really, it's nothing to do with anything going on in the world, but it's just one of those things. So uh, last night the question was: He was the fifty uh, percent of the uh, duo uh, on on the Odd Couple, uh, a TV show in the nineteen seventies. Of course, the answer is uh, is Tony Randall. I mean, like and people, all fans, you know, my age and, and older certainly knew that right away. And yet the three contestants, the relatively young, it almost looked like a college series last night. That one girl from Canada has has won 15 days in a row, and she looks unstoppable, although she's smug, to say the least, but she gets away with it because she's Canadian. Anyway, uh, last night they had, so I took a picture of it uh, uh, with my phone, and uh, I put a caption over it. And, and, I, and, I, and I posted it to the Odd Couple TV show, a.k.a. the Lexington Avenue Opera Club. So this is smaller than the other Odd Couple uh, group, but I, I prefer to post in this one because any name like that, the Lexington Avenue Opera, that's taking it to an, n- another step, in my opinion. So they, I have a picture of all three of them looking up at the board. No one chimes in on the question. And, they, and it, over this is, is, is written, they answered most every question except that one. So I, I posted that, and sure enough, uh, a lot of responses. Uh, someone else wrote for $1,000, where is Tony Randall from? Uh, and, uh, and I was shocked. It was uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. I, I would think, you would think Tony Randall is from Manhattan <laughs> or whatever, somewhere on the East Coast. No one would ever imagine a guy like Tony Randall, how New York he was, was from, of all places, Tulsa. Jeepers. Uh, so this went on last night. So that, that was one thing. So the other thing that I posted on Facebook last night, and this was remi- I reminded myself when I saw my phone when it was talking to me, was there's, there's a Claritin commercial. Uh, Claritin is for uh, the sinus season. 
So Claritin is, um, is, 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 is definitely used this time of year, and I, can exp- I, I know how that is. I take uh, remedies as well uh, because uh, th- the springtime is the time when you have your allergies at, at its worst. But, in, but what they use, they use the song, the Christmas song, in the commercial's most wonderful time of the year. So, and I don't like that. <laughs> I, re- I mean, Christmas songs should be for Christmas seasons only. This should be a written, not an unwritten rule because right now there is an unwritten rule, I guess. Somewhere, but it's unwritten. But there should be a written rule saying <clears throat> you cannot play Christmas songs d- other than during the Christmas season, which, you know, to Jim Levin, that's between Labor Day and Christmas Day, and that's it. <clears throat> uh, to many others, it's Thanksgiving right through, you know, the end of December. But now they're playing this song, It's the Most Wonderful Time. And I'm like, every time, I'll be, I'll be on my computer or I'll, whatever, I'm not paying attention to the TV set. And that song comes on, and it throws me off all the time. It's like we're going backwards by four months, five months. I hate that. I never liked watching a, a, a TV show that took place, or movie for that matter, that took place during Christmas. I guess I'm so damn conditioned to watch and, and experience. And I guess you can never watch, for instance, a Christmas story today or in the summer. And we all know the Christmas story, the one made in the early 80s about the kid in, Ohio, in Cleveland, Ohio there. They play it ad nauseum now in the Christmas, on Christmas Eve. <coughs> And all of Christmas Day, back to back to back. I don't want to watch that any other time than on Christmas season. So uh, I'll make this short because it's kind of a boring story here. But nonetheless, my, my uh, niece uh, chimed in. And she says she saw a Staples commercial and she liked it where the parents were excited for back to school. So in other words, they used that song during that season too. I missed that. And then I said, uh, oh, come on. That's, uh, that, nah, you can't have a back to school. You can't have that as a back to school song. I said, back to school was never the most uh, wonderful time for me. You know, that's a good joke about who wants to go back to school in September. So then my brother chimes in. He says he calls me essentially a humbug about this. And, uh, and I said, neither. I said, holiday songs are holiday songs for a reason. The, the, they're not for the hay fever commercial. Not for a hay fever commercial. And then who could forget Annette Miller chimed in. Annette Miller now living, still on the radio, of course and playing on a regular basis out there and somewhere in Indiana, uh, French Lick, whatever the name of that place is called. And she says, I thought it worked perfectly. And I said, who asked you? Wink. So anyway, I'll, I'll throw it out right now. Should they, if you care, <clears throat> should the song or any Christmas song be used any other time of year other than when it's supposed to be, in my opinion, uh, during November and uh, December? Give me a shout on that or anything else that interests you today. Um well, okay, and then I got a message from my sister. So if you want to chime in, 755-1240. And before someone calls in, because I can see the lights uh, turning up like a Christmas tree right now, uh, I wanted to share what I was talking about yesterday. I had an opportunity to speak with someone uh, about the situation with Stewart's. Now, I don't know, when's the vote? Is the vote going to be, it's not tonight, today's Tuesday, but it's coming up, I believe, Monday. So the question is, you know, after speaking to a couple people, and this is about Stewart's on Washington Street, is... Do we get retail? Do we overdo it with the retail zoning or rezoning of that area where the Flower Avenue project is is projected or proposed? And at, you know, I've been saying it all along. Oh, just pass it, just pass it, but pass it. Uh, and then you know, you hear, oh, it's cancerous. I'm like, no, that's not an argument at all. We have gas stations in every corner in America. That's that's absurd. It's going to sit there. It's going to going to have weeds and so forth. Let's let's do something with it. But the question comes up: Is this? Yes, there are other businesses there, but not a retail business. 
So by putting a convenience store like that, like t- Stewart's, and they always do a great job. They build them very nicely into the, into the neighborhood. They fence them accordingly. But again, it's still a retail place. Does that mean, does that open the door for more retail places like whatever, you name it? I mean, other people are going to say, hey, look, such and such got a million dollars for that property just for tearing down the old buildings. What's to stop me from doing the same thing? I'm a property owner. I own multiple, not me, I'm, I'm saying this facetiously or hypothetically. If I'm a property owner on Washington Street, would that lead me to think, well, I'm going to do the same thing? That's my parents' old house. I live in Carolina. I'm renting it out. I'm making $1,200 a month on the darn thing. But you know what? If I get together with my neighbor or whichever, I'll, I'll open up another convenience store or something else that's retail-oriented. Why? Because they just changed the zoning laws. So the question is, are we, uh, change, are, are we saying yes to the Stewart's st- shop and then saying no to additional zoning? And then just, I guess you could say, tainting the fabric of the neighborhood? So right now, it's been an, this, is an, this is an ancient town, folks. We know that most of those houses were built in the 19th century. But once we make this move, does that open the door to destroy even more of the neighborhood integrity or the integrity of the neighborhood on Washington Street? Yes, there are medical buildings there that qualifies them as either non-for-profit business or a medical building, which is very profitable, whichever. It's nonetheless a business, but it's not a retail business. So the question is, do you just say, nope, we're just going to allow just medical buildings in there or make it into a park and that's it? Or say, yes, we're going to make it a retail zoning area and allow stewards to go there. At that point, does that mean we've given up on that part of, of Washington Street? And that, of course, is between Public Square and, and where it is now. That's Flower Avenue. And Flower Avenue is, is, is a decent jaunt between Flower Avenue where the Stewart's is now. So that's that whole section between where the new Bad Apple Garage is opening up. And that should be fun when that opens up um, on Thompson Boulevard there. And then, from, and then south towards Watertown Public Square, there's, yes, there's businesses there, but they're not retail-oriented. So once Stewart's goes in that area on 4th, uh, check that, in Flower Avenue, does that change the landscape and the integrity of that for for odd and for night and forever? If not next month or next year, eventually, you're going to start seeing other retail establishments. Is that what Watertown wants? Can we afford to do that? You give me your opinion. 315-755-1240. 315-755-1240 is the number. Uh, And we can talk about that. Just just for S and giggles, let's see if the phones are working. Oh, yeah, it looks like they are. So if you want to chime in, by all means. I don't know what uh, Jeff Graham was talking about today. And I, it's funny. Uh, I did hear the show, which, which is awful. But I was, it was kind of in the background. So if I missed anything of interest, and I'm sure I did, uh, give me a shout and tell me what, uh, what Jeff was talking about. I know Samantha's name once again came up. And the one part I did hear from Jeff today, um, which I thought is interesting, is that Samantha has been, whether you love her or not, and I can't imagine anyone can hate Samantha. That's impossible. You could be annoyed by her. But, boy, has she not. She's been on forever. I, I, you got to go back to the 90s. I mean, oh, let's see. Now, here it is again. i got to turn it off. She goes back to the 90s. So, it, it, to Jeff's credit... Samantha has given us a lot of entertainment for a very, very long time. That's free entertainment at its best. Whether you like it or not, it is entertaining. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. I think with the Stewarts, uh, I'm a firm believer if you own your own property, regardless of what your neighbors think, you should be able to do what you want on your own property. Well, uh, I mean, I've, I've just always felt that way. Uh, but it comes down to zoning. Whether you, you might want to do that, but it, it might be against the rules depending upon where your property is. 
I don't think I don't think there should be any. If it's your property and you pay taxes on it, right? Then you should be able to do whatever you want. Hmm. I mean, if 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 there's rules and laws against it, then it's really not a hundred percent your property. Why do you say that? Because this stuff with Stewart's because this stuff with Stewart's is nuts. Why? This what? Is insane. So you say Stewart's? Yeah, go ahead. There was a good article on uh, one of the Facebook groups in the Watertown or one of them. Yeah, yeah. About Gene Keith. Yes. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't. I noticed that. Yeah. Even back then, Mm -hmm. they were giving Gene's beans back in, I want to say, 1959. Right. uh, A hard time about building the place. Interesting. And it's like Watertown has always been like that. Yeah, but can I let me interject here? I mean, it, it, yes, it's, Jeans Beans is an old place. Jeans Beans are good for your heart. Never mind. Uh, but it's not a neighborhood, and it's it's not even a neighborhood now. Other than the projects across the street, there's a couple of houses there. But don't get me wrong. But back in 1959, I can't imagine why they would not allow that because there was obviously nothing there then. There's hardly things there now. But don't you no, see the it, difference it, between that it location? Seems to have always been the the. And if you read a lot of that, like, I like I like those Facebook groups about nostalgic Watertown. Yes, the articles. Yeah, I and do stuff too. And the research on them and right, the yeah, owl man. It seems like Watertown has kind of always been like that, and they're real quick to tear anything down too. Right, and and here's another thing: is they're not quick enough to tear what should have been torn down uh, years ago. So yes, it's yes and no. They're they're quick to tear things down, and there's so many things that are still standing. Well, it gets political for whatever reason. I mean that. Uh, that bar there, the old JR's Tavern. Yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah. Um, the right. Blew off of it. Right, right. I mean, they never even gave that guy a chance. No. He had the money to fix it. Right, right, right. And, and everything. And they never even gave him a chance. They just came in and, that, and you know. Yeah. No, that was. Overrode him and said, nope, they're tearing it down. That was weird. That happened in two, 2015. There'll never be anything there. There'll never be nothing there. No, and it's right off of the the bridge there. There should be something done there, but you're right. And 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 again, this was remi- I was reminded the other day. There's been very little housing that's been built after a house is finally raised. By the way, the house on Winslow Street where the man died after being doused with gasoline and lit, uh, that house has since been taken down. I still think that's one of the most horrific stories in Watertown history. Uh, not to mention yeah. the destruction of a 19th century house. And on I Winslow know the Street. house you spoke of the other day on Boyd Street where there was a fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which one was that now? That, oh, yeah, right. The one on the corner. On the corner, yeah. on the corner of uh, Boyd and South Indiana. Exactly. So let me ask. And, the, and, yeah. No, I, I, live, I live a few blocks from there, so I see it all the time. When did that I happen? Why that is that, has that not been like five years ago? I was going to say it. Uh, COVID kind of, since COVID, I feel like I've lost a couple of years. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think we all have. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, I was going to say four or five years ago at least. So three yeah, or four or five years ago. I, I guess it's because it is no threat of it falling down. But it's like, guys, this is property values. This is quality of life. I mean, it, it's up to the homeowner. I get it. The city has has their hands tied, but something should be pressured. Something should be done there. Yeah. Well, it's like they don't care about that, but they care about the stewards. Well, and I, I don't think the stewards is going to change the land, the landscape on Washington Street. I mean, that started changing way back when they started tearing down all the mansions and, 60s, and yeah. things like that, right. Old Samaritan and all this other stuff. So right. I don't really think that, I mean, I, I, it is what it is. I mean, most, if you look at a lot of those houses on Washington Street, right. a lot of them are actually business. No, or non for yeah, exactly. Some type of business. You're absolutely right. But yeah. my, my thing was they're not retail business where there's a lot of traffic and the potential of... Uh, 
of pollution, and that's what they worry about. Well, I mean, Lights. retail businesses want to go in where there's other businesses, so all those people on their No, I get it. And, 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 and let me say, I, I want to be like Leon 2.0. I, and I want to be clear. Let me, let me make myself clear that I, I don't <laughs> – you know who I'm talking about. You, I'm not necessarily saying one or the other, but I'm challenging people because I said from the beginning I still lean towards it, but look at the p- potential damage from it in the future because once the zoning has changed, that means that you pretty much – have opened the door for other projects. And what does that do for that section of Washington State? I, w- I would agree with you. Yeah. Had, I'd say, probably a good, at least half of those houses on Flower Ave. Right. Have been turned, have just been turned into slumlord apartments. Well, yeah. I mean, over 60% you know. of our houses are rentals, and some of them look like... They're, uh, just, a, they're just a dumping grounds for... Right. For, you know, I hate saying there's a dumping grounds for DSS. Is right, all it is. And, and they have, to, and a lot of them are done by HUD, and, and they they put in the minimal to, uh, uh, actions and, and and resource, or should I say, materials to fix these houses. But you're right, where there's too many of them out there. So, and, and you know, those are all family-owned homes. Right, different story. Family homes. Yeah, I, I, I may be able to, to feel the argument, but but they're not. No, no, they're not. So. And 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 then and then you ask the question, what do you do with it if you don't put a Stewart's there? So that's a very legitimate concern, too. I mean, you know, it's not going to look any better if it stays the way it is. That's for sure. But, no, uh, I mean, well, even, so, so what if, so even, all right, so let's say they make it a parking lot. Right. For Samaritan. Which there are several of them over I mean, there, that's yeah. a pretty big lot. Let's say they can fit, I don't know, 60 cars. Right, there. right. Well, all of a sudden, at one time, there's going to be 60 cars pulling in and out of there. Right. But this, the, really argue the, the traffic thing isn't really an argument at that point. Good point. However, that said, do you make it for the neighborhood because of the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the snow rules? You know what people? You know, I can't stand seeing people park their cars or trucks on the lawn, and that's illegal. And I know you know that's not allowed. But you know, I'm, I'm forced to do that at my house in the city. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, about that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say that. Driveway, and I have two vehicles. And now, if you had a parking lot nearby, would you? If or if you were in a, if you owned an apartment. And I can understand if you're forced to do it, you're forced to do it. But the, at the end of the day, once spring rolls around, it is a lot of mud uh, in, in those driveways. And, you know, that's that's unfortunate. So would would uh, a lot like that be useful for people who rent near there? They'd have to walk a well, city uh, block or two. I mean, in Syracuse, I work in Syracuse. There's a lot of lots like that. Right, Same right. And we're not accustomed to that here. Lots that they made for people to park. Uh, but because uh, I think I think Samaritan is tapped out. I think once they put in that uh, that parking garage like 12, 13 years ago, that really you know they didn't complain about parking anymore, and they had the other parking lot next to the dental shop there or whatever somewhere on Washington Street, and that's for them too. Yeah. But so I don't know. It, it, we'll have to see. At the end of the day, uh, we're going to know on Monday because I think if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Is the vote next not next Monday at City Council? I, I thought it was supposed to be yesterday, but apparently I was No, I know. Well, yeah, unless, boy, I'm, unless you and I are definitely living under a rock. Uh, but I don't think it was. So, uh, but if anyone no, no, else. they didn't, nothing, nothing got brought up about it whatsoever. Oh, so there was a council meeting last night and I missed it? I thought so. But uh, may, I guess I could be wrong. Don't they meet every Monday? Or no, no, every other. No, it's, it's twice. So, yeah, then they have. Uh, their own private sessions too. I, I should know oh, this. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. it was the Monday before they had right. that, that the four-hour one. Right, twelve. Yeah, right, right, right. That's a, that's a joke. That, that just makes other. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Listen, great uh, talking to you. By the way, thanks for for calling in today. I got another call, but thanks for the call. Excellent. All right, Glenn. I'll Thank talk you. to you. I'll talk. He sounds like uh, Victor from uh, from Clayton, but it's not. He lives here in Watertown. Hi, you're on the air. Uh oh. We had him. You there? All right. Now he's texting me. Uh, that might have been Lefty. 
Let's see if it's him. Hey, you there? Hey, Glenn. What's happening? It's uh, Richard Gladel. No, it's not Richard Gladel. Oh, who's this? Boy, you sound like Richard Gladel. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I've called you before. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, just to tell you about the Black Horse the bu- uh, bar. Yeah, the Black Horse. Yeah, is that game off of that? Where, where's what? Now, where, what, what's, where was the Black Horse bar? That was at the bottom of the Court Street Bridge on uh, West Main Street. Okay, uh, the one where the roof blew off. Yes. Yes, sir. You gotcha. Well, uh, he had so many code enforcement problems, and he couldn't get any engineers to work for him. That's why that thing got torn down. It was a, a total mess. Was it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a shame because uh, I know the owner, and you know I'm sorry he ran into yeah, that situation. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, but yeah. It, it it came down to whether the people in the neighborhood were going to be safe or not. Right. right. That's where that came from. Plus, it was a state road. Exactly. Yeah, and the, and the state got involved with that too. So, by the way, just down to the Stewart shop. Yeah, yeah. That Stewart shop should go in there. Okay. Because you have so many medical buildings in that area. Right. Have you been into a Stewart shop? Yeah, of course. That is a small grocery store deli. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And the people in that area will now have a place to go to have lunch, Mm -hmm. buy their groceries. People in the low-income housing that's down in there will actually be able to walk to a store and not have to take a cab or whatever. Why the city is not going through this? Well, let me challenge you there, though. Uh, there happens to be another smaller Stewart's there about three, four blocks away, and not to mention another store, the Sunoco store across the street. So that's the argument. They don't have to go that far. It would be more convenient, but is it worth it because of the four or five block difference? Well, uh, let me put it this way. Do you want to walk an extra four blocks? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But I don't. Yeah, I agree. I, I would like to have a, a convenience store closer to where I live, but I don't. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's a lot but of people have, don't have the luxury of a vehicle. You have the medical buildings there yeah. that they can go get a lunch. Right. And I'll tell you what, Stewart shops do a great job on making. They food. do. I, ju- I just wish they had a separate counter for it, though, to be quite honest. I really do. And maybe in these new stewards, the more expanded stewards, they'll have that option. But someone who's just going in there to pay for gas with cash should be wor- shouldn't be standing behind someone getting a, a shake or something. And that's not just to knock them. That's a lot of places. That's, ugh, oh, yeah. trust me, not, not to mention lottery tickets at Kinney Drugs. Sorry. But, uh, hey, that's the, that's <laughs> the way it is. Um, whatever. But, no, you make some very, very good points, my friend. Uh, and I get, oh, let me ask you, when is the uh, city council meeting? I'm not 100% sure I'm retired. Oh, okay. Got, no. Well, well, that's when you're supposed to know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, no, I don't, I, I don't live in the city. No, but you're a concerned citizen. You are, or you wouldn't be calling. Well, I, I work for the city of Watertown. I'm fourth generation to the city of Watertown. Well, and you sound like Richard Gladel. <laughs> well, I appreciate well, Yeah. Hopefully that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. It's a very good thing. Well, thank you, my friend. Yes, sir. I'll have talk to you. Yes, you too. Well, there you have it. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. How's it going? What's happening? It's lefty. <clears throat> you know, uh, it's, first of all, you, you said that I'm like doing another thing while I'm talking to you on the phone. I right. know you and I have had that conversation. Right. Oh, yeah. I that said that. To, was that, that yesterday? Was, that, was some, that was some noise coming in from somewhere else. It wasn't me. I was speaking just to you. 
I didn't have anything going on in the background. Did you hear this? Else. Yeah, so. I know. It's as though you're clapping your hands. But, ha, 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 ha. but it, I know when that happens. I know some of you talking right. talking away from the phone, and I, I know it's right, 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 way, right. Someone on there, but right. I, I was not. All I right, gotcha. Not gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, um, look, there's um, usually criteria of three things when you're changing a zoning, and I've kind of just stayed out of this and didn't put my two cents in because I just don't care. But oh, okay. One thing is, is it, is it going to, you know, hurt anything? Is it going to hurt the neighborhood at all? I don't think it is. So that's one criteria. Well, people would is disagree right there. Any, is it going to help anything? I don't think it's going to help anything either. I know we've, we've got Blind Tim that says, you know, it's a closer walking distance. Yeah, but we're spoiled living in this little teeny area. <laughs> Here, when you have to drive 10 minutes, you drive 10 miles. Right. Even in something like Rochester, you drive 10 minutes, you might go one block. It's nothing to get to a store in this town. If you live in the city of Watertown, right. anywhere, all the I time, agree. there's nothing, nothing needed there. Right, right. Well, um, remember, they would take down the other one and make a bigger one. So you've got to remember that. They're going to lose a Stewart's and gain a bigger Stewart's. So, you know, that's yeah, important to note. Yeah, but then what are you going to do with that little teeny parcel that's there? Well, I heard they're going to put a, uh, well, can I say something? Can I let something out that's of the bag? Right. Okay. I might have some privy information. Okay, you're hearing this? I hear someone's, and this probably is public knowledge anyway, they probably put it in the Watertown Daily Times that no one's reading. Uh, no, they're saying that they're going to put a laundry in there. That's what I hear. That's the, propo- the neighborhood that needs a laundromat. Well, 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 well see, that's, no, that's, there used you know. to be a laundromat over in the plaza. Right, Over right. in the plaza, which I'm always going to call Super Duper Plaza, which before that was Acme Plaza, but it's now. Right, like the Tappenzi Bridge. Yeah, carry a dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it could, couldn't stay in business. Right. It's not the neighborhood that needs a laundry. Uh, but anyway, if something goes there, it goes there. It's, a, it's something that is there. But either way, those are usually, there's usually a, a, another third, third thing that's looked into when you're changing a zoning like that. And that's general zoning, not particularly in our town, but in overall right. sense. Is it progress? And the answer would be no, there's no progress. So, there. wait a minute. You, you, so don't, you don't have an answer here. Everything you've said was no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. The positive thing. Is it, does it help the area? The answer is no. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's <laughs> where are we not, going with this? Not positive or negative? Right. Does it hurt the area? The answer is no. That would be positive. Oh, okay. All right. I got you. I got it you. It doesn't hurt the area at all. all right. gotcha. Is it progress? No. We're putting in a convenience store isn't progress. It isn't that big a deal. We're still we're still talking better about than an empty lot park here. This, we're still talking about a dog park here because. Our city does things in a very strange way. No, 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 no. We're not talking about a dog, but there's only one person talking about a dog park, and that's SG. There's no one else talking about a dog park. You're you're correct, but the city council lets it be brought up on a regular basis. And the city council can at any time say, no, you can't talk about that. Well, who? Is that Cliff? Is Cliff bringing it up? No, no, no. You know who Councilman Cliff? You know how it gets brought up. You know how it gets brought up, and we're not going to go into that. It's from SG. So who else? Of course. No, but that's what I'm saying. There's nobody else. He brings anyone. You could bring yeah. a platform up there. Uh, you could well, stand at the I'm microphone. We, we, we let things start pointing at people. Like that. Just, I said it just put. We've already said on this issue, unless yeah. I'm mistaken, and I, I just watch the news and I read the paper as soon as is the same thing. Not really a paper. I, I read News Junkie, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. In a sense, that is the new paper. Right. Um, and the answer is already been no, can't have a convenience store there. Move on. Right. But instead, it's getting fought at and fought at and fought at. Because we do have guys like Cliff now where we're just going to have so many arguments going in so many directions that city council is just never going to get anything done. They haven't gotten anything done well, yet. Yeah. They aren't going to get anything done. Uh, well, we, uh, we, they're we, going to put up a flagpole we don't need, so the diversity flagpole. 
Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need to talk about that. I wonder that if we here. could Let put up like a, a we, we just celebrated 420. And now that uh, pot is legal in New York State, would they put up like a 420 flag on the new diversity poll? Is that is that a good idea? That's not a bad that's idea. That's a little diverse. I, I think that's, that's diverse. diverse. Yeah. We can have diversity it for the is. Communist Party. Uh, we can go up Bernie Sanders Day. You know, there's so many things we could do with that diversity poll. He said poll. Sorry. Well, before the city's spending any more money, and I, I hate to be the one that says this because you see it now, but you know where, I believe it's called Lawrence Abbott's. Okay. Lawrence Street. Okay. You know when you you're say you're coming down Coffee Street and you're going, uh, where which way am I, am I going? There you're going west. All right. So you go down Coffee and you take like a right into like say like where uh, Bernie's Bernardo's up. Yeah. Right. Right. That's so short block okay. there. Yeah. Then you, yeah, and then that short block you take another left that goes over to Van Dusen. Right. Right. That street that across there. Yeah. Is basically a lawsuit waiting to happen. Why? Because the street is in such bad shape. Oh, okay. And uh, there's many streets like that. worse than so Palmer. No, it's kidding. One of no, Frank's. No, no, well, it's, it's probably too, but there's so many streets that are like that, and we are in the North Country, but you know, we don't have the winters we used to have, so you can't blame that. Right. We do scrape things right down to where you used to let snow pack in, you drove over it and put dirt on it and salt right. on it and stuff, instead of scraping it all down. But right, we right, right. Fantastic job, I think, getting rid of the snow in the winter, but yeah. it does do a. So why is, why is that a dangerous spot? I know it's a little block nestled over there by the Van Dusen Bridge. The road, no, because there's so many potholes and the road's in such bad shape. Yeah. Well, how much of a tax it's base is sitting back there? Not the, no disrespect. It, but. It, it, well, what, but the problem is it doesn't have anything to do with the tax base because you aren't necessarily fix, fi, fixing it for the people that live on it. You're fixing it for the people that drive on it. Well, yeah. And that's yeah. where it comes into where Nice neighborhoods get paved is what I'm saying. What, what do we have, like 27,000 people in Watertown now? Yeah, like 20, no, 23, 20, 20, 23 and a half. 23? Yeah. Yeah, you take, okay, so you take that under 25,000 people. Yeah. In the greater Watertown area, we have over 200,000. Right. That drive through the city all the time. Right. We have all the Fort Drum. I know. You sound like a friend yeah, of mine. We yeah. have to have ways to, to pay for these roads. And you hear these people talk about roads all the time, and I kind of let it go in one ear and out the other, and I'm sure you do too. But these streets are in really bad shape, and it's got to be budgetary. You can't do, it's nothing to do with, like, you know, they aren't doing a good job fixing them. Right. It's just, you don't have a crew that's going to be able to do nothing but fix them. You know what? I, I, I got a break I got to do, but one, one thing, it, you brought up a good uh, thing, but that block that you're talking about is hardly used, but it is used enough where people experience potholes. I get it. But the, the worst are the most used parts of Watertown. And can I tell you the worst intersection in Watertown right now that's really overly used? Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Yeah, go, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Right. Go, ahead. Ars- go ahead. Arsenal Street right before you get that corner there. Was that where Crescent's Pizza used to be on the corner? I know Tony owns that house there. Oh, yeah. You know, what's that corner? Is that Crescent yeah. Street? That corner has the biggest. I know the city comes in and repatches, but that ter- you, thousands of cars go through that intersection just on Arsenal Street alone. But that corner is so popular for, to, for people to cut over from Massey Street over to Arsenal Street or Holcomb Street, whatever the hell you want to call it, Massey Street. And they yeah. cut through no, Stone no, Street, true. and those streets are beat up bad. They're residential blocks that get so much traffic because people don't want to make the left uh, at the. Oh, by the way, one other thing. Is the Wall of China closed or not? I brought up that question like a month ago, and someone texted me. They said, no, I saw it open the other day. Is, I mean, that's the direct center of town. There's like three Chinese uh, restaurants left in town, and the, wall of, the Great Wall of China seems to be closed. Is it or is it not? Yeah, I, I, I don't eat anything like that. I have no idea. I don't go to any gross restaurants. I just don't oh, come on. Stop. I didn't that. say that. I just want to know if it's open. It's not gross. Is it, a, is it a buffet? No, no, no. It's, it's been there forever. It used to be the old uh, Sperling's uh, furniture back in the day. 
Oh, you mean that's right on the on the, the corner across from the gas station? Yes, right. The Valeros. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know there's like a the, tanning salon and there's a few other things all in that building. Right. I don't know. And there was, was and the sushi oh, shop. Where, isn't that where our uh, there was a fish joint uh, next door, and then there was a sushi shop next. Did you see that? There was a at one point they had a a, a pet shop. Where you can get dogs and yep. you know d- small dogs and isn't mostly. That the, isn't that where the infamous video was made by our ex-mayor? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. No, that's in the back. That's the hookah lounge off to the. Yeah. There's a lot of oh, things okay. in that place. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things going on there. Hey, one more thing. I'm gonna let you go. I'll tell you mine. What is your favorite Odd Couple episode? Okay, I'll tell you right off the bat. It's it's the episode where they win the car. And I'll tell you my second one. It's a close second one. When they when he burns uh, Felix's uh, bed and they, he wants to get a bed, so they go on the Let's Make a Deal uh, episode with Monty Hall. Well, that that one was very good too because that was a big Lex, Let's Make a Deal, like stay home from school and watch that. But the one too. where they win the car but from my, Dick my, Clark was the best, though, no doubt. My 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 favorite is the one where um, Oscar was like getting in such a. a, a a bad feeling from Felix that he was talking in his sleep and getting yeah him right walking banging him, him overhead like, in his sleep pits, pits, right 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 pits, I was just pits, thinking about that episode juice, today juice, juice. yeah I don't that, like that's a great pits, one pits pits well, hey, I'm gonna let you go you have a great in, day bye bye now don't you don't you know yeah that's uh, that's a good episode Felix is such a pest to Oscar that you know he 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 wakes up in the middle of the night with those what do they put those those glass not glasses but they put those no no Felix did anyway I'm all over the place. And he would hit Felix over the head with like a, a magazine or something. Because he was trying to be nice to Felix. He tried to make him breakfast. And Felix says, oh, nice effort. But nope, nope. And, he's, and he, he made him uh, fresh crushed you know, orange juice from the, from the orange. You know, the old-fashioned way. And Felix says, oh, nope, nope. You got pits, pits. Nope. Thanks for the try, Oscar. You're a good guy. Just don't like pits in my juice. <clears throat> So then uh, the, that night, uh, Oscar goes to sleep, and he's sleeping. He's, he's, he's going through some type of dream sequence. <clears throat> and in his mind, all I can hear is, I don't like pits, pits, pits in my juice, juice, juice. So he gets up, and he goes, pits, pits, pits. He takes a magazine and slaps it over his head. I guess he had to be there. All right, listen. All right, tonight... <clears throat> City Council work session tonight. <clears throat> the vote for the new stu- uh, proposed stewards, I should say. <clears throat> Excuse me. By the way, I am getting better, uh, but uh, hard weekend for me, and because I, you know, I guess I had a lot of anxiety too, driving so far. You know, and, and, and ultimately, when I don't care where you, where I go on any given day, one day, two days, I never sleep outside my bed. Just one of those things. Uh, so, nonetheless, I'm feeling much better now. Uh, but it's okay. City Council work session tonight. The vote next Monday. So I'm reading News Junkie, and I, I guess it's ironic that I just left the fa- left Lefty a couple moments ago because he and I over the years have gone back and forth about uh, what to do with with the uh, underage uh, pregnancies and and quite frankly, in my opinion, what to do with the abortion issue. Uh, there's so many things we could do. To me, I just think you know we're going to spend billions of dollars helping. A nation, uh, you know, beat the biggest one of the biggest foes in the world, and you, you know, in Ukraine. Uh, why can't we come up with a better way than than st- and somehow or other in a modern society, people are still getting unwanted pregnancies? Well, there's an article here about male contraceptive pill could enter human trials in just two months. Inventors in Minnesota say after study on mice showed it could prevent 99% of pregnancies. And it ultimately comes down to it takes two, t- two to tango. 
And uh, if 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 uh, out of the you know, uh, I guess you could say, relations that we've had in human society, if the if the pregnancy happens, both are responsible. But in most cases, uh, the woman obviously holds the you know that that makes that decision. If you know, and that's, here it is. When we got so to the point where now you have an unwanted pregnancy, you got to stop that. That to me is you're not gonna you're not gonna rely on, on, on some guy to bring a condom. And you can't rely on people to do that. You have to have some means to do it. Uh, but in this case, it seems like it's a pill, which a guy will do. You know, some guys will say, well, it's a threat to my blah, 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 and I don't want to do that. <laughs> what if I can't use it after 40 years old? And that would be a major concern. But, hey, if it works, 99%. Now, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits on the, on the table, of course, if that doesn't work. Who blames who on that deal? That's a question for Joe Stanley tomorrow, if he call, calls in. But 99% effective for, of preventing pregnancies. Now, again, just to, uh, as a footnote, getting back to what I just said about Lefty over the years, we've said that wouldn't it be great if we can somehow or other, you know, make it an option for, for those women in the childbearing years between, let's say, 13 and 21 or older, for that matter, if they wanted the, the option through the government and they have to, you know, say yes to it. Can't be coerced. This is not Russia or China, for that matter where they stick your dog in a bag and let it die so you can eat it later on the street, which is awful. But uh, give them that option because, and then put, give them the implant. That's what I was getting at. Because the implant seems to be very, very effective. I don't know if people are dying of cancer as a result from it, but it seems to be effective. So do, give them the option, pay for it, and then pay the person for as long as they have it. Doesn't that make sense to some degree? Because, you know, unwanted pregnancies are still, I mean, I saw the statistic, what was it, yesterday. It's, it, I don't know, it's a staggering number, of, and mostly from the black community. And there's a lot of black conservatives out there that are, that are trying to get attention and draw attention to it, and no one wants to listen to them. There's a better way, folks. We're doing much better at a lot of other things. Elon Musk is revolutionizing the world. I think we could do better in the conscious effort department where the abortion issue isn't even, isn't even an issue anymore. Because we have uh, other other t- other uh, methods, and I'm not talking about the pill the day after pill, by the way. I'm talking about preventive measures for those who ultimately don't want a child and therefore don't want an unwanted pregnancy. All right, so we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Uh, tomorrow we'll be talking to uh, Joe Stanley, hopefully at around 5:30 when he typically calls. He's been busy in recent weeks. I'm sorry about that. It does kind of you know I I always like knowing if he's going to call or not, so I'll probably give him a shout. Uh, but uh, like I said, the uh, the session, the council session is tonight. Council behind closed doors tonight at City Hall. Uh, that's tonight, and the vote on Stewart's is next week. I just want to say that, you know, a good conversation earlier about the pros and cons of Stewart's. We've, we've talked to at least two, three people tonight about it, and a lot of people brought up some very, very good points. It's a very tough decision, which is why yours truly could never be a good uh, council person. I'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. What, let's vote for it. Oh, what about this client? Ah, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to vote for it. Up next, uh, CBS News, AM 1240, WA10, Watertown. We'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Vice President Kamala Harris is now battling COVID. CBS's Stephen Portnoy has the latest. A statement from her press secretary says the vice president is not exhibiting any symptoms, but she did test positive for COVID on both rapid and PCR tests. Harris's office says she has not been a close contact of the president or the first lady due to her travel schedule. She just returned from California yesterday.